Ogumbawale for the win. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm your host, Howard McDowell, reminding you you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnWBV. Make sure you follow to hear all our shows every week. And I am here on a day that's a very strange day. We're just a few days out from the November 25th start to the women's basketball season. But of course, we are here amid COVID and unfathomable levels of illness, hospitalizations, and and deaths. And so I keep going back and forth between getting excited for this season, and there's so much to get excited about, and just this worry. I'll just be real with you. Just this worry about people I've covered for a long time, coaches and players, my colleagues who are going to be heading into buildings to do the work of making sure you know everything that's going on in women's basketball. I don't know what the right answer is. I don't think anybody knows what the right answer is. There are things we know are more or less dangerous. There are things we know have a greater or lesser chance of success. I would be lying if I said I had predicted most things accurately when it comes to COVID other than the large scale sense of the direction this is headed, which we've all known and scientists have told us for quite some time now. So, I have some conversations to share with you today. I spoke to Brenda Fries, the head coach at University of Maryland. And Brenda is flat out real about what we can expect and what our hopes are, what our plans are. And then I've spoken as well to Chloe Bibby, who's, who should be one of the shining stars for that Maryland team this year. And we touched on COVID. We talked about it. We went through the way in which it affects people's ability to plan for tomorrow, which is to say, there's not a lot of planning for tomorrow. There's a lot of today and living for today and everybody doing their best to stay safe and make the most out of what we have. So those are our conversations. That's the larger conversation. I don't know where will be in it a, month, a week from now, a month from now. But that's the state of women's basketball right now. It's just like the state of the world. There's a lot of uncertainty, a lot of good people trying to do their best. You stay safe out there too. Here's Brenda and then Chloe. Because first and foremost, everybody on this roster can score. Uh, so, you know, I think that that is huge. But, you know, again, I, I think when you, you look at um, the experience factor, 
you know, of our, of our transfers that we were, we've been able to get in. Um, you know, a Katie Benson, you know, a Chloe Bibby, you know, they have, um, done it a, just a phenomenal, you know, coming in, um, to, to be able to score the basketball. Um, and then obviously, uh, you know, we, we all, uh, those of you that have seen Angel Reese know that she can put the ball in the basket. Um, but, you know, like I say, you know, I mean, we, when you go to our depth that we have, uh, you know, uh, Mimi and Faith and you go through our entire team, every single person can score the basketball. It's just you guys are used to the faces that scored it for us last year. So um, I'm excited for, for each and every one of them to have their opportunity this season. And then just a follow-up, on the other side, with the loss of Shakira Austin, how do you plan to replace her rim protection ability? Well, you know, I, I think, you know, we're actually, I mean, when you look at our size, we're, we're a, you know, huge team. When you look at uh, Angel Reese at 6'3", uh, Mimi, her size, you know, Faith has had our defense uh, for a year under her belt. So um, it, it really, uh, you know, what I'll say is, um, although I'm on Angel pretty hard for her defense, uh, you know, she's actually ahead of Shakira defensively from where she was a year ago as a freshman. So, um, I think that's exciting, although Angel has a long ways to go with her defense. Um, so, you know, but, uh, you know, she's definitely, uh, you know, going to be a great rim protector for us. Next, we'll go to Elise. Kurt. I hope you're well. Um, with the n- announcement today about nailing football, does this give your team some concern moving ahead, especially with the season so close? And what has your message been to them so far? You know, I, I think for us, I mean, we've always talked about that um, we have to stay present, you know, in, in the here and now. I mean, we've, we've all had, um, you know, the season taken away from us a year ago. Um, and, and you have to be flexible. I mean, we know this is going to be a, a season like no other. Uh, we're not unrealistic. Uh, so I think that's why for us, like every practice that we get, uh, we, we cherish, you know, and, and we're so close right now, um, that I know we're really looking forward to it. But, um, you know, I, I think for the players is like, you know, you can't take a game or a practice off because you don't know. Um, you know, when, when that is going to change. So I think that's the, um, the thing for us is just, you know, staying, staying present. Next we'll go to John White. Hey coach, how are you doing? Hey, good. Um, so, you know, you mentioned, you know, it's important to stay in the present. How have your players responded to COVID-19 in preparing for the season? Remarkably well. I mean, I, I, I can't say enough, uh, you know, for their resiliency, uh, and their mental, uh, you know, toughness through all of it. It, it hasn't been easy. Um, you know, quite honestly, I, I was concerned whether we'd be ready, you know, for, for a November 25th tip. Um, but the ownership is on them. What they did, you know, they, most of them did not come back to campus until August, um, July, August. And, um, they did a tremendous job between them and our strength coach, Keith View, of, um, putting themselves in, in a, a tremendous position. But um, they've created a, a, a phenomenal bond. I think that's what's been so unique is I would say the chemistry on this team right now is somewhere what, what it would look like in January after you've spent so much time traveling together. But because they've been forced to keep in their own bubble, uh, which they've done a, a tremendous job on campus just uh, sticking with women's basketball and um, the Zoom calls we had in the, the off season that we were committed to has really, uh, you know, made this team even closer uh, than, than 
you would see at, at this point of the year. And just as a quick follow-up, you know, with COVID, what are the expectations out of your team this year after a Big Ten title last year? Is there a sense of unfinished business? I mean, yeah, I think when you sign up to come to Maryland, like, you know, it's about, uh, you know, winning and, and championships and you want to do it at the highest level. And um, if you had the opportunity to come into our practices, you know, we're competing for titles. Uh, you know, when you you put these teams together, I mean, it wasn't until probably the last two weeks that we were able to get our scout guys in. Uh, so these guys have been practicing with the help of an assistant coach here and there that uh, against each other, and uh, you would thought they were were competing for for their next title. I mean, it's been that competitive. Great. Next, we'll go to Scott Abraham. Hey, Coach, uh, good to see you, and thanks for taking the time as always. Obviously, the big monkey wrench with COVID-19, you're not going to be playing in front of fans this year, and obviously that's a big adjustment. Um, You get your energy, you get your juice from the fan base, the atmosphere. How do you think your players and how do you think yourself is going to respond to empty gyms all year long? Yeah, you know, uh, obviously we're going to miss our fans. I mean, uh, you know, we feel like we have some of the greatest fans in the country, and uh, I know for, for them as well. Uh, wanting to be there, but this is everybody's new normal and whoever adapts to it, um, you know, sooner. And, you know, that's why we spend a lot of time talking about in practice that um, our energy matters, how we create it. Um, I, I think it kind of takes you back old school, you know, that uh, the, the love of the game that you have every time you step out. And, you know, we've also been, um, you know, practicing with, uh, the, the makeshift crowd noise that they're going to have, uh, going into, into games. So we've used that, um, in our scrimmages to, to prepare us of what our home games are going to look like, but definitely a different element. Uh, but for us, it's, you know, we've spent a lot, uh, a long time preparing to get ourselves in a position to, um, tip off and, and play basketball. So I know we're looking forward to, uh, the opportunity to start playing. Thank you, coach. <clears throat> Thank you. Next, uh, we'll go to Mike Ashley. Hey, Brenda. Um, I was just wondering uh, what Katie and Chloe have brought as, uh, you know, seniors, which you didn't have any of, uh, maybe some intangibles through uh, these tough times and those kind of things. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's obviously helped uh, Shanice, you know, when you talk about um, the senior that was kind of on a, on an island by herself of uh, the time that she has spent in this program. So, now when you add, you know, the experience of, of Katie and Chloe, um, they, they, they've done it at the highest level. Uh, they've had to make, you know, uh, tremendous plays for, for their team and in, in, in each of their programs that they came from. Um, but from day one, I mean, you could see it, you know, when they were came into our, to, to sign and, and commit to our program when they were on our Zooms. Um, it was a natural fit. Uh, you could feel uh, their confidence and their experience really come through. And, and honestly, that hasn't changed. And um, I think it's really allowed our team to, to understand whether you're young or old, everybody has a voice in this program. And uh, I think that's what's been neat is to be able to see Katie and Chloe come in uh, with their experience. Um, maybe it's helped Angel. Uh, you know, like I said, I, I haven't seen a freshman come in and, um, have the confidence to, to speak the, the way uh, Angel has, which which has also been exciting. So, you know, having that, that leadership has been big. Uh, just to follow up, uh, 
How about Mimi? What are you expecting from her this year? I mean, she we talk about a lot of the other girls, but it seems like she's kind of got lost in the mix as far as the media is concerned. Yeah, well, I think she's gotten lost because you guys haven't seen her for a year. She's not going to be lost for, for much longer. You know, Mimi's put in a ton of time. Um, she's in the best shape of her life. I mean, that was a big goal when you talked about her offseason, uh, the amount of time she was lifting and spending getting herself in, in tremendous shape. She's there. Um, and, and from her end, you, you know, you expect, um, you know, we know what kind of winner she is coming from Paul the Six and that championship high school team, both her and Ashley. Um, but, you know, she can stretch. I mean, when you talk about her range, uh, her ruggedness, her toughness, you know, the, the ability to rebound, uh, the ability to, to, to really defend, um, you know, she's going to bring a lot of intangibles and much needed. Uh, thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. Next, we'll go to Debbie Antonelli with ESPN. Yes. Thank you, Rose. Brenda, good to see you. It's great to see the smiling faces on all your players. Yeah, That's awesome. You, Debbie. Okay. A couple things I want to ask you, uh, and then I'll get out. Uh, how the space on the floor changes with Chloe and Katie and their ability to shoot the three, how that impacts Ashley's game, and then how Ashley's game can be impacted by getting – uh, Shanice and Zoe on the floor and, and potentially running some point for you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think it's, you know, the, the perfect compliments because, you know, when you talk about having knockdown shooters and that kind of range from, uh, Katie and Chloe, you know, it allows, um, you know, it's been, been pretty, you know, special to be able to see with Ashley and Diamond being able to penetrate to kicks. Um, to be able to do uh, what they do extremely well. And then it's allowed, you know, that inside-outside game. So, you know, I think that's uh, been a lot of fun. And, you know, I, I think the thing you'll see with this team is the versatility, um, both inside and out, and, and being able to slide. Mm. And so, you know, I think that's a great thing when you talk about Katie and Ashley and Shanice. And once we get Zoe back, is those are, um, you know, versatile guards that can slide to that off-guard position that allows you to get, um, Shanice to come in and, and calm us and, and be that steady force. So um, it allows a lot of different lineups, uh, you know, given the situation that we need. Great. Next, uh, we have time for one more. We'll go to Howard Megdahl. Thanks, Rose. And Brenda, thank you. Appreciate the, the time as always. Yeah, uh, thanks, Howard. You spoke about practice and how you guys are competing for a championship in practice. I would imagine that's the most this season feels like a normal season. Um, I'm wondering what's been a moment or moments that have felt least like a normal season over this period of time getting ready? The least normal? Yeah, right. Um you know, wearing masks <laughs> to coach it, <laughs> you know, uh, that don't seem like they're going to be coming off. So, you know, when you look out on the court and, um, you know, initially our players were having to wear masks, you know, our scout guys wear masks, our coaches. Um, I have to remind myself that this isn't normal and this is going to go away soon. Um, the, the distancing, you know, as we see the court now of how we're going to have to coach uh, the bench, you know, that's something for our staff that, um, you know, it, it is unusual. And I, I think you're always, you know, as a coach, you know, in the back of your mind, trying to make sure that um, you're doing enough of the, the right things to protect your players and, and distance, you know, because we know this is going to get ramped up here pretty soon. 
Um, there's going to be a lot of elements out there that are going to be beyond our control, especially once we start traveling and mixing it up with other teams. Um, so just trying to, to be as smart as we can in, in the different situations that, that we're put in. And I just related to that. Are you thinking in terms of, like, do you have a, a mantra? Do you have a thing you uh, say to yourself? Is there anything you're doing just emotionally to prepare for what is a different season than any any of us have seen? You know, um, I find myself, you know, if I start looking out ahead, right, I think we're all really excited to get to Florida. Um, but then I have to stop that thought and just focus on today because I think you see even with, uh, you know, and not to, to, to be a downer with football that your course can get changed at any time. And so, you know, for me, it's, you know, tomorrow when we walk in is our next practice and, and, and utilizing that practice to become, you know, as great as we can and just stay in it as present as you, as you can. And then when adversity, you know, is, you know, it's going to hit us uh, probably at some point. Um, it's just staying the course, staying positive, staying resilient. Um, I know this team will because uh, they've been through it before, so it's not like it's going to be a, a, a something new, but just, uh, you know, understanding, um, controlling the things you can control, you know, through, throughout all the elements that, that we're going to face. Thank you. Good luck. Thank you. Um, so everyone just hang tight. If you haven't already, please. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. Um, I, I want to talk to you a little bit about um, some bigger picture career stuff um, as well. You know, obviously your game offers the opportunity to play at the next level. Your your game is built in such a way that um, you can play positionless basketball, the kind the WNBA um, is looking for players to, to follow. I'm, I'm wondering when you think about your development in that specific way, what are some areas that are kind of next on your to-do list for things you want to tackle within your own game? Well, I think first off, I just want to say that that's why I chose Maryland mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, I mean, Coach Freeze, she knows how to create pros. Um, I mm-hmm. think, you know, in her time here, she has she's gotten like nearly most of her players either to the league or go play professionally, and that's what I want to do. I want to go play pro. So that was a big reason why I chose to come to her program and be coached under her. Um, me, what I think I need to do and what I need to continue to improve on is just my ball handling. I think you can always get better at that. And, you know, that's something that I need to continue to improve on, you know, be able to come off the on-ball screens as a guard, mm-hmm. um, as well as, cause, you know, I can, I can already shoot the three a little bit. So now it's, it's more coming off, coming off those on-ball screens and off the dribble to be able to create for my teammates around me, um, and then I don't know, you can always, you always rebound and just continue to improve all those sorts of things. I mean, um, so the, my biggest thing for me would be consistency. And I think that's what, um, I'm looking to do this year, um, a lot because, you know, last year I was my uh, first season back from ACL and right. mentally that was, for me, it was more mentally coming back. I was physically ready. Um, and this season I'm out of the race and I'm feeling confident with everything. So it's just, it's putting those aspects together and, um, you know, Coach Freeze has been great about telling me, you know, she's like, I know you can hit the three, like, I know you can shoot the ball. She's like, that's great, but let's work on our inside game now. She was like, you're huge, you can do both. So that's, I think that's where, you know, my next step is understanding that, okay, I can, I can, I can shoot the three and I can get my jump shot, but now if I have a little player on me, go down and get a bucket, you know, in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that's 
that's what I'm looking to do this year. I mean, you know, you could shoot the three a little, you said. that You're, you're three's pro ready, right? So, yeah. So, <laughs> I'm not trying to hot myself too much. I don't know what I can do. I, I'd, rather, I'd rather show people than, than boost it too much. I, I'll say it instead then. That's fine. Okay. But but beyond that even, like, there were things you were doing uh, already, like your ability to avoid turnovers was already elite. You know, you had a single-digit turnover percentage uh, the last time we saw you playing, and – Presumably, you're in a position now where you've had a chance to observe the game, to watch the game, and, and sort of see where your spots would come in a different way. Do you feel that in practice? Do you feel that um, you're able to get to spots because you've been able to observe the game in a way you probably never uh, got to before? Yeah, definitely. I think um, you have to take some in, uh, some positives out of injury, and I think what mine was learning the game and just increasing my basketball IQ, and I was able to do that by sitting on the sideline and just watching the different aspects of the game, you know, what's, what's a good shot and what's a great shot, and I think I've been able to translate that over into my game. Um, and even, you know, we're quite a young team here, so that's kind of the leadership that I've, I've tried to bring. It's been like, okay, that's an all right shot, but on the court, you know, we, we need to limit turnovers no matter what. And that, that was a big thing at Mississippi State. You didn't turn the ball over or you sat on the bench. Mm-hmm. So I think I also, I learned, I learned pretty quick then as well. Um, oh, so sorry. Hold on one second. No, you're fine. That's my daughter's phone. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, that's, you're right. It's that, uh, that part of my game has helped me a lot. Just that increase mm-hmm. in that basketball IQ to know what's a great shot. Because I think, you know, we've got good players. You can get a good shot wherever you want. I, I can get a good shot. I mean, I can shoot the ball, so I can pull up and have someone over me. But is that a great shot? No. Um, and so it's just – it's really bringing that and teaching everyone around me. Because it's fine if, if I have no turnovers. I know I can look after the ball. But with such a young team, it's also teaching them and being a leader and being like, no, that's a bad shot. Or even, you know, telling them to – if the shot clock's running down and we have 12 seconds – bring the ball out and, you know, let's run something. We've got enough time. So it's just, it's that sort of thing that I'm trying to bring. And I think that my game has developed that way. Sure. Uh, which makes sense. And then I, I guess when you think about that next level and what you see, are there players that you think are worthwhile comps? Are there players that you're looking to pattern that game after? Are there ways in which I guess you see your fit in the league? Yeah. Well, I mean, Obviously, Diana Taurasi is a goat. That woman, she is amazing. And I think every time, you know, I watch her, I, that's, I'm trying to emulate my game off her. She can, she can knock down any shot. She's a great passer. She rebounds well. She's just a dog. She plays so hard. Um, I think if anyone, that's who I would try to emulate my game off because, I mean, you can learn so much just by watching her play. Um, and I think, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I'm trying my best to do whatever I can. And, that's what I just want to bring. If I have the opportunity, if I'm blessed enough uh, to get that opportunity, it's it's just playing hard, doing everything I can. I mean, her size is a big guard. I mean, that offers exactly. an opportunity. That's also, it seems like, where the lead is going. You know, the bigs who are able to do things at the four and five, you know, to stretch out or one thing. But everyone, size seems to make a difference in terms of being able to create matchups, even at the two, three spots. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's where I have an advantage is that I am able to play that two, three, and the four Mm -hmm. uh, if need be. And I think, you know, that's what I'm learning a lot with Brenda here too. She's like, you already know, we can shoot it. So, you know, let's work on 
being more of a power forward and, you know, getting those easy bunnies. Um, I, I guess the defensive end, you know, you've been in two pretty different, it seems, defensive systems, but obviously, you know, systems that have found success. What is new and different about it for you personally? What have you experienced in that way? Yeah, it's it's a big leap from uh, Mississippi State's defense to Maryland defense, uh, and it's it's taken me a while to understand the concepts and what Brenda allows um, was very different than what Coach Schaefer allowed, sure. and so it's just learning that you know happy medium so that I am able to play for her. Um, but we've gotten there. My teammates have been great. Um, you know, this one we. Here, we, we really, we fly out to the ball and we, we rotate, we switch absolutely everything, mm-hmm. which is so much fun. And, like, the communication is, it's crazy. It's so much fun to play. And I think, you know, it's it gets really radic and we, we really uh, rush the offense up, so it makes it a lot of fun. Uh, but it's very different to say, you know, we would switch some things, but, you know, when we have size and in the SEC and stuff like that, we didn't switch anything. But here, we're all the same height, you know, I think. Diamond is, you know, she's six two as well. We have Angel, Mimi, Faith, even Ash. Like pretty much, we're all about the same height. So it's just a lot of fun to be able to play that switch and just that aggressive defense. Yeah, I mean it's a mismatch nightmare for everyone. But also, again, to sort of go back to our initial point, it gives you the opportunity to show what you can do at the defensive end in terms of the next exactly. level. Also, so you know you're. Your path is obviously unconventional timing-wise, and then 2020, everyone's path has been unconventional timing-wise. You know, I, I, I was talking uh, to Tiana over you know, in Syracuse the other day about it. You know, so she's 23. She's in, an, you know, an uncharted territory with an extra year. She had, uh, obviously, the added year of having to battle breast cancer. But so for her, it's about, all right, I've got this free year, but... I'm eager for my professional career to begin. And I, I just I wonder how you think about it in those terms, because you've also, you've missed time. Now we've got this craziness with 2020. How do you go about evaluating that decision for what's best for you? Yeah, exactly. Well, for me, I've just, I'm taking every moment as it comes, and I'm just so excited to play the game of basketball again. I think it's just been so long, and I'm just, Obviously, you know, that, that is, is my goal. I want to play professionally. But right now, I'm so focused on this team and what this team can do and what I can do to help this team win. And, you know, if if it comes out of it and, you know, we get we only get five games, like, it sucks. But that's, you know, that's the reality of 2020, as you said. Sure. Um, but I'm just, I'm just trying to have fun from game to game and put in as much as I can. And whatever comes out of that, comes out of it. Because I'm trying not to expect too much out of 2020, uh, just because of how erratic it has it's been. It's a wise so, 2020 you know, policy for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> but, but I mean, to, Hope for the best, prepare yeah. for the worst. I mean, and to your point, like, your name would get called early in the night whenever you decide to go to the WNBA. That's just, that's just a question of when you make that decision. But, what you're describing is really similar to what Brenda was talking about. Um, I've spoken to her a couple of times about it, but just to be able to enjoy the moment. And 2020 doesn't really offer that ability to look beyond. She's talking about you can't even look to Florida yet because you got to make sure that you guys are able to safely go down there, even off the court for you. Like, are there ways in which you're 
a, you're sort of telling yourself, is there a mantra? Is there sort of a way that you embrace the day? And because it's it's hard, it's human nature to think ahead. I I I find myself battling against my own tendency to do that every day. One hundred percent. So I have a I do have like a little little mantra as such, um, and it's enjoy the journey. I actually have it tattooed on my side. Oh nice. And um, so that that for me is. It's not, you know, have you heard that saying, it's, um, you know, all about the destination or blah, 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 mm-hmm. not about the journey, about the destination. I think that's absolutely bull because yeah. life is the journey. It doesn't matter where you end up. And so that's just my biggest thing I try to take into every day. Just sure. enjoy the journey. Enjoy what you have right now because as we've seen, you don't know what's going to happen. So enjoy and embrace what we have. Well, I, I appreciate that. I know that's something I try to do too. 